How's it going, everybody? This is Chris Kane again here with the Sunday Evening Podcast, also known as the Sunday Evening Podcast. Thank you guys again for tuning in. I'm going to get to a few questions, and then we can get out of here because I know you guys want to enjoy your Labor Day weekend, all right? So the first question is, hey, Chris, I recently broke up with my girlfriend, and I've been Facebook stalking her post our breakup. Okay, first of all, that's, that's weird. You need to stop that already. Uh, she's been posting a lot of pictures of her doing very well at the beach, hanging out with friends. She seems to be having a good time since our breakup. This is really bothering me. What should I do about it? Well, first of all, you shouldn't be Facebook stalking her. Let's just let's just put that out there. Um, I mean, you guys broke up. I'm not sure if you broke up with her, she dumped you. But regardless, like I'm not sure what, what you're doing in the first place. Like, if you saw her doing the opposite, if you saw her doing really poorly, would that make you feel better? I think in general, it's probably a bad rule of thumb to be like trying to follow what your ex is doing. You guys can stay friends, I suppose, but not like checking up on them and like seeing who she's hanging out with or that kind of thing. Like once you guys break up, that's that's done. You kind of lose the power for that. Um, also, as far as how social media goes, we all know people post social media to make it seem as though they're doing more than what they're doing. She may very well be having a time of her life. I don't know. I never met your girl. But um, most people will post more than what they're actually doing. They will try to make it seem as though they're doing some really big stuff. No one posts them sitting at home watching Netflix unless they're making some ironic anti-social media kind of stance. Like, I'm so anti-social media, I'm going to post on social media that I'm not doing anything. And that's dumb and annoying. But very few people are doing anything that big to really post their day-to-day lives, so they just post the big moments. So we've all been to the beach before. The beach, for the most part, is you laying around. Like the drive is annoying. The parking is annoying. It's hot. Um, I'm black, so I'm, I'm in the shade somewhere. <laughs> I'm, I'm off to the cut. You don't even see me at the beach. I'm under, like, everybody's umbrella. But so if it's, like, oh, us at the beach with, like, a tide coming in or, like, her doing some, like, 007 water scene kind of thing just to look sexy, yeah, that's normal. But we know that's not what the beach is. So, you know, I would try to say don't get caught up in the life you think she's living right now. Really, you should be kind of doing your own thing. If she dumps you, then, you know, take what you can from the relationship and then try to apply it to your next one and move forward. If you dumped her, you had to know this is kind of a possibility that she could move on and maybe be doing well, maybe not. But you got to focus on you, man. Don't worry about what life she's living. Why aren't you at the beach posting pictures with your bros or even by yourself? Or if you got a new chick, you know, I don't, if, I don't endorse this, but if you got a new girl and you're happy, you know, don't not post to not you know, seem like a dick or whatever. Post because, you know, that's the life you're living. But you focus on the wrong thing. You focus on her life and how well she's doing. And as long as you're doing that, you're going to be in a tough situation because you're not, she doesn't have any incentive to not try to ball post-breakup. If she was posting statuses every week saying how sad she is and how tormented she is by the fact that you guys aren't together, that may be an ego boost, but that still really shouldn't do much for you. You got to find your own post-breakup life. And so if you, listen, you could make this all very simple and just unfriend her on, on all the platforms. That may not be the most mature way to handle it, but I think it's maybe the best way to handle it for your psyche. Because 
if they're available to be seen, like even if she doesn't post a lot, then she posts once a week or two weeks. If she posts a picture a week from now with her with some dude, if seeing her at the beach is throwing you off, dude, can you imagine what it's going to be like to see her with some other dude? And you know, damn, he's doing what I used to do to her, or worse, better than I used to do? Ugh. That's rough on the ego, man. So I would highly recommend just not being friends on social media. And you don't have to make a big announcement about it. I don't think social media alerts you when someone unfriends you and stuff. So if she, you, know, you got it on Facebook, just get out. If you're on IG, it's a click. It's an unfollow button. And just keep it moving. And if, you know, down the line you guys reconnect or, you know, if you find that you think you're more mature now, then I guess you can do the awkward re-request, which is <laughs> that's super awkward. It's like, hey, I know we used to date and then we weren't friends, but you want to be friends again? It's like, when would you unfriend me? Like, I don't want to talk about it. It gets a little awkward. But I would probably do that. I would unfriend her and then try to find your own better path forward, dude, because based on this, you're, you're stuck in your, in your relationship, and she seems like she's trying to move forward. So I advise you to do the same, okay? That's rough, though. That's a rough deal. All right, next question. Hey, Chris, I really hate my career. I'm 35 years old. I've been doing it for about eight years now, and I'm stuck. The career pays well. Um, there's a possible chance for growth, but I don't really like what I do, and I feel like I should be doing something I enjoy more, but I'm not exactly sure how to get started. Can you help me? This is actually, I think it's a really common thing. I'm hearing a lot of people have these kind of epiphanies later in life like 35 40 year olds are like i hate my job i hate my career and you kind of got into the job because it paid the bills it was a means to an end and then all of a sudden you get a couple of promotions and you know you have a couple of outings with the group you're like okay cool this is dope man like i like this job but then at a certain point you realize you don't really love it and then you're kind of stuck in it i don't know what you like doing um I'm, I'm, i guess i'm fortunate in that i have a career that involves something I like to do, right? So I don't, I can't empathize with your situation, but I guess I can give you a little bit of guidance in terms of, there's all these adages that say, you know, if you do what you love, you'll never work a day in your life. I don't know if that's true or not, but I feel like I've been working uh, my whole life. <laughs> if I like what I do. I would, whatever you're doing that you don't like, it's probably because you feel like you're doing something for someone else. Meaning if you're like an accountant or say, like you're doing other people's accounting work or you're doing you know, a company's accounting, so you don't like that. But maybe you like math, so maybe you can you know, find a way to do something that benefits you directly. So let's say you had your own business and you were doing your own books. I think it wouldn't bother you as much as doing someone else's books because you're doing it to kind of build your own business. Um, there's, probably, there's a lot of books on this stuff now. I don't have one that comes to mind, but... This idea of like kind of chasing happy, I think, is also a dangerous thing too, because you can chase happy and end up like you know unemployed, and then you can end up, end up homeless. And I don't think that's smart. It's like, yeah, I love, I love these streets, man. Let me tell you, it's hot during the day, though. <laughs> I would, I would strongly advise uh, not doing that. If you have a job that's secure, keep the security. There's something to that, but you should be looking outside of that. So, I would probably avoid the eat pray love approach to this where you just i don't know travel for like i don't know i didn't i didn't watch the movie 
But I just know that she like went to like India, I think, and then rediscovered herself. And I don't know where she lost herself, but just rediscovered herself and then came back with this like epiphany on this is how you actually supposed to live life. But they usually start. I'll, I'll, I'll start by this. I'll, I'll back up a little bit. Coming off on a tangent. What do you think you're good at? <clears throat> so I will start by finding out what I think I'm good at. What do you think you're good at? All right, cool. Make a, a list. Let's say 10 things you're good at. Hopefully you can name 10 things. And then how feasible is it to get into those fields? Like, I like football, but I'm not going to go play football for money, right? So it's not really a feasible thing. Uh, find out what you like. Find out what you're good at. And then find out how feasible it is to get into it. And then look at the path that people do take to get there. So um, I've met a lot of... I think older women, I'm using older loosely, like meaning over 30, don't like their careers, but they're really organized and they're really good at, they're really good with people and that kind of thing. And I started looking at ideas like event planning, I think is kind of a good career where there's a certain amount of flexibility in it, but also allows you to kind of do what you do best, which is plan things out and kind of be personable and all that kind of thing. Um, the barrier to entry, I'm not sure. I think you have to probably look at companies that already do that kind of thing and maybe be one of their employees learn the ropes and then when you feel like you have a base then kind of branch out into your own thing that's an example of like someone who's like leaving a career older like when they're older and then trying to find out they're finding their new career um i would start with those intangibles and then you know talk to people who are in the field whatever field you think you want to get into let's say you have been doing I don't know, accounting work, or I used accounting earlier. Let's say you've been a temp or, you know, a paralegal or something. And you want to get into something like marketing because you're really creative and that kind of thing. There's a whole library of, of marketing books. There are a lot of people in the field that you can probably reach out to. LinkedIn is a great resource. Um, social media are basic, like Facebook, Instagram kind of thing. And then I'll reach out to the people who do it and ask them, you know, how'd you get started? You may even have to go all the way down to like an internship, which when you're older sucks because they, they tend to not be paid. But if you have your money kind of saved up from the career you have, you say you've been in this career for eight years, so maybe you've stashed some money away. You may have to take an internship with a company just to kind of see what they do and, and what the ropes are. And if you're good enough for an internship, then maybe they'll hire you on the back end. So you, have to, you may have to take a step all the way back, like all the way back to the bottom to then build yourself back up to the top but you have to also know that there's a huge risk in doing this and I'm not trying to dissuade you from anything but I'm saying if you leave your old career that's been secure that's you know held you down and then you leave and do something completely different that you have you know very little expertise in and you don't have like the standing behind it there's a chance that that won't work out well and if that's the case you have to be willing to have a plan B or a plan C because you don't want to be 42 and be in between jobs and be talking about, well, you know, I'm just trying to get some stuff off the ground. That's not where you want to be. Some people end up in those places, but that's not where anyone I think wants to be. So whatever you do, like don't do it, you know, haphazardly. Don't just, oh, I'm just up to quit my job and then just start doing stuff. I strongly advise looking at the logistics um, talking to people in the industry. Give me one second. Okay, sorry about that. Somebody was just banging something outside. I didn't want that to come through on the microphone. Um, 
but yeah, just just know that you're taking a huge risk doing it. And I would actually see if there's a way you can start doing the second career while you have the career you have now. Because depending on what you do, you may have some free time that you can allot to it. And if you can start building a side business while you're at your other job, still making money, and then when the side business takes off, you just kind of segue into that, I think that's maybe the smartest and most responsible way to do it. I wouldn't advise just like uprooting and like changing cities and doing all that stuff. I mean, I think that's impractical. It may work out, but I think your possibilities are real low. So I would take those steps, try to be practical about it, and hopefully you'll find a career you love. And no one should be doing something they don't like for a long period of time. It's just like a relationship. You shouldn't be in a relationship that you don't like that you're just tolerating or suffering through because you don't want to go find a new mate or you don't think you can do better or whatever. I think that's reprehensible, to say the least. So, you know, just get out of there if you can. Start making the moves, find your path forward, and hopefully six months, a year, two years from now, you'll be where you want to be, and then you can kind of live the life you want to live. All right, last one. Hey, Chris, I'm a 22-year-old dude who just finished college, and now I'm forced to live at home again to save up money. I haven't been home for four years, so I forgot how my parents kind of do things, but I really feel like they're cramping my style. (laughs) But it just looks like a thousand people like, that's my life. How do I navigate this new frontier of my parents being a 22-year-old living at home? Well, at 22... I think you can communicate with your parents a little better than you probably could at 18. I don't have any personal experience living back at home. I, when I left, I was gone. Like, I, I almost burned my room down. Like, I'm, I'm gone. I'm not coming back. Don't even ask me to come back. Even if it was better for me financially, I'm not coming back. Um, but you can, you can talk to your parents. Like, you're 22. Um, they're not your, like, buddies. They're not your friends. They're still your parents. But I imagine there's probably a new set of rules there. Like, when you're 18, you probably had a curfew. All right, be home by midnight. You know, it's, it's a school night or whatever. Don't have girls over too late. Don't no locked doors. Whatever those things are. I feel like at 22, maybe need to redraft those rules. Like, hey, mom and dad, let's 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 holler. Let me let me holler for a second. Um, I'm I'm having a couple girls spend the night. I gotta do. <laughs> don't 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 be disrespectful. But I do think you can talk to your parents though, and it may have to be an awkward sit down where you you know over dinner. or know and during a commercial break hey i know i'm moving back in um i know you guys had rules four years ago but since then you know i've started my own career i'm trying to move into a different job i'm saving money i'm an adult now let's let's see what we can do about these rules and i don't know what kind of parents you have so they may be unwilling to kind of compromise which kind of puts you in a situation where you may have to be out and or you just may have to bite the bullet I feel like it can only go one of two ways. Most parents, I think, are somewhat reasonable. So if they said your curfew's at midnight or don't have people spend the night, I imagine you don't have a curfew when you live there at 22. But the spend the night thing may just be a respect for the house kind of rule. So they may still keep that in place. But, you know, so you just compromise. All right, cool. You say in high school I can only have girls over here on the weekend, but, you know, I'm 22 now. I kind of want my girl to be here more often. That's fine. Um, the locked doors thing, I'm definitely going to lock some doors, especially if we're doing some stuff. I'm going to have to lock the doors. I don't want you to barge in there like, what do you want for dinner? And it's like, oh, my girl naked. you know. So talk that through. If they're unwilling to 
you know, compromise with you. They're like, no, these are the rules. The rules haven't changed. I don't care how old you are. Then either you bite the bullet or you find a friend or a series of friends you can crash with because it's their house. They make the rules. You know, unless you, you know, are paying rent or unless, you know, you have a, you can move in with a girl or whatever or you're one of your boys. I'm saying you, you may have to just fall on the sword or and that should be motivation for you to hustle even harder. I imagine you're saving money so you can move out and get your own place and maybe get a, a better car or what have you. If you know that you don't like the situation you're living in, it makes you hustle way harder. And so this may be a blessing in disguise. If you're just like, I got to get out of my folks' house. I don't like feeling like I'm a little kid again. I'm 22. I should be on my own doing things. That may make you turn into a whole different beast hustling. You out working two or three jobs, putting money away. And... So that may actually work out for you in, in the end. But just like a relationship, communication tends to be the thing that saves it. So what you don't want is to move in thinking that you can do what you want to do. They think, all right, it's more like it used to be. And then now you and your parents are clashing, even though they're trying to do you a favor and you're trying to, like, not disrespect. So sit them down, talk to them. I mean, I would talk to my I would talk to the dad on the side, like, dad, come on. Dad, you, come on. Come on, dad, you know. I'm a 22-year-old dude, you know, I'm fertile, young, you know, I got my thing together, you know, dad, you know what I'm doing, and then I talk to them, all like, mom, come on, now, you want me to, you want me to leave the nest and grow up, and, but like, I would try to, I would separate and destroy, I would talk to each parent individually, and then get them together, and be like, well, look, dad already knows where I'm coming from, mom, you know where I'm coming from, so we're all on the same page here, I'm an adult, but I'm living with y'all, I'm just trying to make it work for the best of us, I'm not going to have loud music, I'm not going to have, you know, crazy orgies in my room and stuff, just let me kind of be an adult and be myself. And then, and as a, as a compromise, I'll have dinner with you guys a couple times a week or I'll still clean up around the house. Or if I need to pay for some bills, I'll pay for those too. But find that sweet spot because I think they want you to be there because they like having their kids around. And you need to be there financially because you got to save up money. So it's mutually beneficial for you to be there. If you're out in the streets living on somebody's couch, they'll feel kind of bad because you know, you're living in bad conditions. And then you'll not have probably the comforts of home. So sit them down, talk to them, find that sweet spot. And hopefully, you know, you won't be there long enough for this really to bother you. You'll be out of, the, you'll be out of there in a year, max, maybe a year and a half if you're, you know, trying to, like, buy a house or something, right? You may need to chill at the parents' house for a little bit longer. But this is a, this is a stop. It's a, a little checkpoint before you move on to your next step. So... Make it a good checkpoint. You get you get home cooking, dude. Think about that for a second. Like you say, I'm just thinking about this from the other side. You sound kind of ungrateful. You get, you know how nice it is to come home from work, and mom cooked. Even when I go see my mom in Florida, she still don't cook for me. I come to my mom, like, hey, mom, what's for dinner? Oh, I ain't made nothing. You want to go get something? I'm like, man. So, if you get to come home and mom's cooking at least a few times a week, dude, you're winning. You're winning, all right? So be thankful for that. Talk, talk to your folks. I'm sure, they'll, I'm sure they'll work with you. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning in to the Sunday Evening Podcast. We cut it a little short this week because I got to make some moves myself, and I'm sure you guys have to do, have to as well. All right, thank you guys for tuning in to the Sunday Evening Podcast. I'm cutting it short this week because, again, Labor Day weekend, so 
I need to make some moves. There are barbecues and clients that I have to line up and stuff. And I'm sure you guys want to get out there and start living your life as well. Uh, the next podcast will be out on Wednesday. I may have a call-in person. I'm working on some things right now, so I guess get excited for that. But thank you again for all the support. So far, the feedback's been very good. Everyone seems to like what we're doing here, so we're going to keep it going. Hopefully, we can build it up a little bit. Tell your friends. Tell your family. And again, if you have any questions, hit me up on social media at Sexy Comedy, on Twitter and IG, and on Facebook at Chris Kane. And I will see you guys on Wednesday. Have a good Labor Day. Deuces.